Talofalava. You're listening to a core education Tatai Ahoro podcast. Talofalava, Albie Wilson here, New Zealand born Samoan. Grew up, born and bred in Christchurch, Ototahi. Yeah, I've, I've been teaching for nearly t- eight years now. I've been a deputy principal now for a year and a couple of terms. So that's a that's a whole new role and getting to experience a different side of education. Previously taught at Hornby High School and now at Rolleston College, Horoeka High Thanks for that. So what was your experience as a learner? I grew up in Aranui. I went to Aranui Primary School and went to Chisnawood Intermediate. And then my secondary school was Aranui High School. That's before the change to Hayata uh, Community College. I was very lucky growing up in a really rich cultural community. It's always surrounded with Māori, Pacific, family, culture in all my schools. But my experience, I guess the reason why I got into education is because I had some really key educators in my life who really showed me I was a kid who hated school and just went to eat his lunch and play sports. But there were the key moments where key teachers in my life just showed me that, man, this, I could do, yeah, I could see myself doing this job. It seems so cool that you can interact with students. They managed to engage this kid who was not engaged through their stories, through their, the way they presented, through their connection with me. And, and that's, yeah, I guess that's something that I, that I wanted to do. What is your experience so far? with the refreshed curriculum? I think it's great that it's that it's bringing things like connection to communities to the front. Like I'm lucky that I, like I said, I came to a really strong team at Hornby who were already doing or starting this process before any refresh. You know, bringing whānau on board, getting the learner to be, you know, the real core of their learning and, and bringing out their strengths, allowing them to showcase themselves, their culture, and not having it be like a thing you only did at home. You, you bring it and you live it at school and you can identify and see yourself, not just in the home, not just in church, not just at youth group, but also in education. Because if I take it all the way back, even though my upbringing was, yeah, there was rich culture in my high school, but it wasn't, it wasn't just a thing that existed. It was a small pocket, small bubble. Now, with this refresh, it really encourages students to bring all of that out. Awesome. What's your understanding around the Aotearoa New Zealand history? It's, it's like the refresh. It's great that it's making things official. It's stuff that I know throughout the whole country, people have you know, already been doing this stuff. Like, I loved teaching our rich history, despite... Let's say, you know, I'm teaching my level three history and forever they've been doing medieval times or, you know, civil rights overseas. But we've got such a rich history in New Zealand. I used to love teaching about Bastion Point or Declaration of Independence, the Treaty of Waitangi, land wars. That's just stuff that I was passionate about that I was luckily enough um, in my time at Hornby that I was allowed to teach. It's just great now that educators are encouraged and challenged to actually bring that in to education, not in small pockets, like I said before, not in small pockets, but for everyone. Have you seen any issues or challenges from your leadership perspective from staff around the refreshed curriculum? And if so, why is that? I guess the time staff have to to understand, maybe create, maybe plan for these changes. 
would be the biggest. But we have such a supportive board and principal, you know, our principal Rachel Skelton, you know, ensuring our leads or our head of departments, learning area leaders are all up to date and aware, making sure they have all the correct PD or, or you know, needed PD, making sure they're going to all these important meetings so that they are upskilled, up, up to date, and we can bring it back to their teams. I guess across the country, you'll see that it is, where does that time come from when you've got all of these new changes and they're about to, you know, roll in and then you've got all your other day-to-day, just, just making sure your staff are looked after and, and well equipped and well well looked after. And if I bring it back to the Pacific Lens, it's just yeah, my biggest concern there is schools who have either one Pacific teacher or lead or none. You know, how does that exist? Or how does that just fall on one one's shoulders? You know, I if I bring it all the way back to my experiences, I'm really lucky I had key people in my life, whether I was a student or an early educator, that I could that I can now help and sort of mentor our lead and just supporting her. And she does a great job without me, but just supporting her in the role and just bringing the expertise that I learned in my time at Hornby, whatever way possible, just supporting her. So in regards to the refresh curriculum in specific Aotearoa New Zealand histories, are you seeing enough resources, Pacifica resources that can support teachers who teach in the social sciences area to cater mm. for the Pacifica kids or to cater and expose, explore more Pacifica education within the classrooms? I'm very lucky that that our, our kura, our staff are so adaptive and that our staff are so open to teaching this. I'm really lucky that our, you know, our educators are keen to learn themselves or relearn and readjust to what is just, you know, for example, Russian Revolution. You know, let's roll that out for level two, and you know, year after year, let's write about the czar. We're actually this, like I said before, there's such a rich New Zealand history, and our staff, you know, understand that. And we've got a great lead teacher who is leading the charge for that. Even going out to the community and talking to the community about Aotearoa history and what that looks like in the secondary school. We've also got a great kahuiako who are working together to see how it comes, you know, how students arrive to us at year nine, but what does it look like from year one? And then we're just making sure it's it's seamless, it's mm-hmm. natural, it's not repetitive, but it's even though they are covering the same thing, how does it look or feel different? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, getting more meat to, to the bone? I would... Love to see, you know, those who want to get into education before they get into a position in a school. I'd love to see that in programs like grad school mm. or UC yeah. that this is this is a big thing, part of their professional development through going through their training to be a secondary school teacher or primary school trained teacher. I'd love to see it start there because I had such an amazing history teacher. When I went to university, I made sure I took as many Aotearoa history papers, you know, Māori, Indigenous studies, and they had such an amazing department that supported me through that. But that was, you know, that was because I had a passion for it. I'd love to see more educators have that opportunity to discover that passion before they get into the job. And I'd love to see, I guess, at the New Zealand Histories Conference a couple of years back, there was a fear that local iwi would be pressured to create all of these resources to you know, help educators out with such a small resource themselves. We're lucky that Tomutu that they just have such a rich resource that are given out and that's already there that we can access and that staff are, are open to instead of looking far abroad that 
looking in our own backyard at our rich history in Te Waipounamu and mm. even, you know, closer in Salwan and Ellesmere area. Tōwha Soifua. You've been listening to a Co-Education Tātai Ahorau podcast.